Welcome to the Jim Woods Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Woods. So it's been a while since the three of us have all been in the same spot mm-hmm. at the same time. They'll have uh, better audio this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the audio hasn't been great. <laughs> I know, um, when we're not all together. <laughs> yeah, make do. But, uh, so how have you been, Tony? I've been well. I've been really good, you yeah. know. Chucking along, balancing full-time work and my own business. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, but it's how, all great. How's it going with your business? Any... It's actually going really well. I'm picking up new clients, I would say like one to two per week, mm-hmm. which is also now I'm trying to figure out, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. So does that mean you're going to leave us? <laughs> I, no, I would never leave you guys, ever. Yes. Never, ever. I've been told that one before. <laughs> By who? <laughs> Did you have a dietitian before me? I, didn't know. <laughs> I never said anything about a dietitian. No. <laughs> oh, really? A fitness person? Nah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm learning more. Um, no, but everything's been going good. I do want to just shout out if people are. I want. I created something. Can I talk about it? Of course, of course. So it's a free quiz. It's Anyhow, so on to more important <laughs> matters, right? <laughs> it's a are you a healthy eater quiz so if you follow me on instagram just go to the link in my bio that brings up all my other links and it says are you a healthy eater quiz you take that quiz it gives you a score it doesn't tell you how close you are to being a healthy eater it literally just tells you if you're a healthy eater or not but it gives you something to work with and someone who just took it yesterday they were like you know what i kind of knew i wasn't going to score well on this based off of the questions but it reminded me of the things i need to pay attention to more and it just kind of it's going to give you something to kind of work at so i want to encourage you guys to go to my Instagram, the link in my bio to take that quiz. I created it. It should take you less than five minutes. Um, or on my website, www.tipswithtony.com. Awesome. So today we have an interview with Carla Biesinger. And Carla uh, is really fantastic. She has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to online businesses, startups, social media, all that good stuff. And she's going to she's going to talk about it and she's going to you know, she really uh, gave us some good information and hopefully for those out there that are interested in starting their own business, their own online business, this could be of some help. So, without further ado, here is our interview with Carla. Hey everyone, we are here with Carla Biesinger. How's everything, Carla? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Very well, very well. Um, fortunately, we are here with uh, Ryan and Tony, so you get all of the gym wits. <laughs> awesome. That's so exciting. <laughs> nice. So Carla is a online marketing and online startup coach. Sounds yep. like a very hot industry right now, because as we know, um, there's a lot of that going on. And now, uh, one quick question. Yeah. Um, since you're big into fitness, do a lot of the the, the companies and the you know, startup, the marketing for some sort of fitness or wellness uh, companies or startups that you're working with? Do I work with a lot of uh, fitness startups, are you asking? Yes. So my niche is actually, I work with women specifically okay. in the food, health and fitness okay, industry. Good. Oh, wow. So, so yes, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Very cool. All right, so as always, well, I guess that was the first question, but we we always have a question that we ask, and it's about your fitness and health wellness background, um, how you got started with it, if you ever did, and what your current regimen is. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit nervous about this question, I'm not (laughs) going to (laughs) lie. I feel like I'm maybe the least fit person that's ever been on your show, but um, I have, like, I used to, you know, growing up, I used to play a lot of tennis. Like, my parents are really active. I grew up in the country, so, like, hiking and all that stuff was, like, kind of a daily thing. But I personally don't love to suffer. I've never really enjoyed going to the gym. And it probably wasn't until last year when I actually joined an online fitness group that I actually started to have, like, a regular kind of fitness routine. And I now work out probably four, sometimes five times a week. Um, but it's part of this online group. So I'm like part of this community, which I love. It's all women as well. 
and it's super easy. I can work out from home. Like I travel all the time. So going to a gym and like having that kind of stable place that I go to is really difficult for me. So that's been working really well for me. And so I'm actually excited. I have an answer for you. That's not just like, oh, <laughs> I go to the gym like once a year. <laughs> um, so that's my fitness routine. I'm like, I've always kind of been healthy in the like what I eat and I've grown up my mom is probably the healthiest person on the planet so that's that um yeah does that answer your question (laughs) so uh, just out of curiosity I'm I'm, like detecting like Australia or New Zealand in your accent but I'm also hearing some Eastern European I think so where are you from (laughs) and where's the accent from because it's really unique like I'm hearing a lot of different things in there So I actually grew up in Germany, but I moved to Australia when I was 19. I went to school in Australia, so that's where that's coming from. Um, I lived there for six years, and then now I'm kind of based between New York, Germany, and a little bit of other places for the winter. (laughs) Nice. Cool. All right, so I guess we're all wondering... How did you get into doing what you're doing? When did you get into it? So I started my business almost two years ago. I, before that, actually owned a restaurant in Buenos Aires in Argentina um, for about five years. I did that with um, an ex-boyfriend, actually, and another friend. And that was kind of my first step as an entrepreneur and when I left Argentina you know it was a big company like we had 30 staff we it was yeah a a huge project it was big business but it also meant like big problems so when I left I was so ready to do something completely different I didn't want to have any employees I really didn't want to be stuck in one place like I was with the restaurant and so I kind of was like yeah I think the next thing I want to do is going to be online based. I wanted to just be me and my laptop. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to move around and yeah, go work from anywhere I want to. Um, so that's really the reason why I started an online business. I've, I'm a huge foodie. So I kind of always knew I wanted to do something related to food. Um, I started out targeting food bloggers, actually, and then it just kind of organically grew into working more with women who are also starting their own business um, and not just running a a food blog on the side. And obviously, because I've started a couple of businesses, yeah, I love working with people who are in this like real startup phase and helping them kind of deal with the whole overwhelm and yeah, helping yeah. them. And I would say Carla, so I've worked with Carla. That's how, you know, I knew yeah. I know her through she's helped me start up. As you guys know from listening to the podcast, you know, my business, I kind of always saw people on the side, but I made it an official business as of January of this year, 2018. And initially I did feel very overwhelmed and I didn't really know what to do. And I've always had my blog, my Instagram, but now it's like, okay, I can utilize my blog and my Instagram as a way to help gain potential clients and new followers. And, you know, Carla, I have a question, but it's more, I kind of know the answer, but I think a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. are into health and fitness and they too, I think are trying to figure out how to maybe start up their own kind of business or where to go from there. But it's a very competitive industry. Like health right. and fitness is pretty much everywhere. So what advice would you have for someone who really wants to stand out in this very competitive industry? Yeah, I definitely think the first and most important step is to really create your own niche so if you see like this whole online market and all these different segments and different niches as these different ponds like you really want to be a big fish in a small pond so you if you're just targeting everyone who wants to be healthy or everyone who wants to be fit um, you're just going to end up not speaking to anyone and you're not going to stand out and you're not going to differentiate yourself from all of the competitors that are doing the same thing and are speaking to the same people. So it's really about figuring out 
how can you differentiate yourself? Like, what is your story? How can you relate to a certain segment in the market? Like, you know, instead of targeting everyone um, who wants to get back into shape, maybe you can specialize in working with new moms who want to get back in shape. Or maybe you want to work with young professionals who don't have much time to exercise. Or if you're in kind of the nutrition field, you know, maybe you focus on working with singles who struggle with just cooking for themselves and being healthy in that way. So really finding a way, I think, first of all, looking at your own story and figuring out what makes you unique and how you can relate to a certain segment in the market and, and then really trying to hone in on that segment. Yeah, it reminds me of the quote, jack of all trades, master of none. Right. That's kind of, it sounds like that's what you're getting at. And I, I yeah. agree with you on that for sure. So now um, social media is, is so important for pretty much any business, any industry right now, unless maybe you're some local business right. that's been there for 30 years and just the community knows you. So one thing, uh, it's well, I'll, I'll first, I'll, I'll mention a story. I was speaking with someone who specializes in branding and he works for some pretty big clients. So he was very interested in the gym wits because we had a, a good amount of listeners, but we really didn't have a huge social media following at the time. So he gave us this, well, when you have 40,000 followers, then we can talk. And so it got us thinking, how do you get more followers, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, and should you pay for it, right? Because I've heard, I, I've, I've also heard this statement, you want to have fanatics, not fans, right? Mm -hmm. So people that actually engage with you, people that really like right. you, and that the numbers, while they sort of look good, may not mean as much. So maybe you can enlighten us on this matter. Totally. I love this question, actually, because I do think, I mean, that's kind of the issue that's happening on Instagram where people just really care about this number of followers they have. And I do see why you would maybe think about buying fake followers. But that's exactly the thing. Like these followers that you buy, they're not real people. They're fake accounts. And these fake followers, they're not going to listen to your podcast, right? They're not going to buy your services. They're not going to engage with your content. Um, a lot of the people I work with, they want to work with brands and there's this thing obviously with brands, they want to work with accounts that have a large following, but so much more important than the following is the engagement like you mentioned. And actually, if you have a look at someone's account and they have 50,000 followers, but they only get 50 likes and like three comments, like something just doesn't add up. Mm -hmm. So I think people are starting to pay more attention to that and I think it's the fastest way to lose respect and like trust when people realize that actually this following isn't even real. Um, I definitely believe in quality over quantity. Yeah. Your, like, your question as to like how can you gain followers, I definitely think, first of all, knowing again who you're trying to reach who your target audience is like being really clear on that and um, when it comes to instagram you know it is a visual platform so the content that you're putting out there your posts they have to be visually appealing so you need some sort of a visual strategy but then you also need a content strategy so how are you creating value through your posts like why should I follow you? What's in it for me, right? If I come to anyone's account, um, there has to be a reason why I want to follow along. So what's your kind of content strategy for how you can create value, whether that's through your captions, maybe you're sharing um, parts of your podcast uh, and you're kind of driving traffic to your podcast in that way. And um, only once you kind of have these three things in place, like knowing who your target audience is, having a visual strategy, having a content strategy, then can you really go and like actively go and find these ideal followers, mm -hmm. engage with them, and then hope that they're going to follow you back. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now with, with the volume of different 
kind of social media platforms. Do you suggest, like, for, like I guess for me, for as an example, um, you know, I I use it individually, but as a business, it's always been very difficult for me to use social media, kind of from a business perspective. So, do you recommend somebody kind of take an approach of let's say, using all the major social media platforms or maybe focusing on one that they're most comfortable with and really maximizing that? Like, which do you think is a a smarter move for somebody who's trying to grow their business through social media? Yeah, I think especially when you're starting out and it's just you and you can't outsource and you don't have the funds to outsource, I would suggest to just start with one. Find out which platform your audience uses. Um, All of the social media platforms, you know, have different kind of end goals like Pinterest is really great for driving traffic. Instagram is really great for making connections and building these relationships with your ideal clients. Facebook is kind of dying, I feel like. So I on Twitter, I don't even know who, who uses Twitter. Um, so I would really be more specific in the platform that you're you're using. Focus on one and then kind of build your following and your audience there and then kind of start with the next one. So I think a big question that people who are looking to get into doing an online business or that have a a blog, podcast, something of that nature, they're wondering, how do I make money doing this? And Mm -hmm. then sort of there's a part two of this. Since we're, we're still talking about social media a little bit, how does having more social media lead to making money? Does it even Right? Does it, mm. Or is it very indirect? So I think that's the question. Um, you know, the revenue streams for a blog, a podcast, or just any online business, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe besides one that's clearly selling a, a product, maybe if you have right. a, you know, more based on the, uh, like a blog, podcast type deal, and how, how does having a, a bigger social media or a stronger social media following, how does that lead to making more revenue if it does? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think apart from just selling a product and a lot of bloggers just start out growing their blog, kind of talking about their life and things they want to share and then later on figure out, okay, actually there's something I can create and monetize around that. Maybe it's an online course, maybe it's a a group program, maybe they do one-on-one coaching, um, a lot of bloggers and obviously a lot of Instagram influencers work with brands um, and get these kind of sponsored campaigns. I have some of my clients who started out just on Instagram, got these speaking gigs and are starting to do workshops. So I feel like the there's a lot of different avenues that you can or like roads you can go down um that you might not think of at first when you're starting a blog but i think when it comes to why why growing a social media audience or following is important um people buy from people they know like and trust right basically that's what it comes down to so when you're just first starting out and you're maybe reaching out to your network to get your first clients. I think that's a great start and a, definitely a great way to get started. But once you like want to reach a wider audience, um, that's where social media comes in. So through social media, for example, through Instagram, you can get in front of your ideal client. And you can literally, once you've defined them, figure out who they follow, what hashtags they use. You can get right in front of them and start engaging with them and say hi. So that's how you start or how they get to know you. And then by sharing who you are on on social media, by being yourself, by building these authentic relationships, by sharing your message, that's how they get to like you. And then by showing up consistently, which is super important, especially on Instagram, that's kind of how you're building trust. So you're constantly delivering this value and you're bringing helpful information and you're just really building that expert status. I think that's how you can use social media to build that know, like, and trust factor and how you can then turn those followers into paying clients. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. So first thing is figuring out who your target market is. 
And then you talked about it a little bit, like the, how consistency is valuable and important, but can you give us a little bit more specific ideas of like, say someone wants to grow their Instagram following, like what are things they could be doing every single day or whether it's their podcast or their blog, but like what are things people should be doing on a daily basis to really see that growth maybe happen a little bit faster? On Instagram specifically? Um, I guess any oh, in general, in general, I guess, because if yeah, if it's not if it's a podcast, it's necessarily going to mm-hmm. be on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I think first step is really getting to know your audience. So really finding out what problems they have, what things they struggle with, what they want and need um, is the first step. And then second step is what can you do to grow that audience? So how can you show up on Instagram, how much time can you invest, for example, to connecting with new potential followers? Um, If you're blogging, you know, where can you write a guest blog post? Mm -hmm. Or can you pitch yourself to a podcast and get in front of your ideal audience? Um, And then once you have them, your goal is to kind of nurture them, right? So how can you create value for them? What can you do to kind of build this relationship have them stick around and that's where you really want to be consistent so you know when I first started out I kind of started my online business because I really thought I could just hide behind my computer and travel the world and sell stuff on autopilot like I wasn't gonna have to sell myself or sell my my products in like an active way Mm -hmm. and then I realized well actually that doesn't work like that. So it was really about going out there, putting myself out there, making connections, you know, networking with other people in my industry, seeing who I could um, do some joint venture webinars with, for example. Um, I think that's super important, always trying to find other people who you can connect with, other people who share your target audience and that's something I would do on a daily basis Mm. investing in yourself as well I think starting out you just have no idea what you should be doing so whether that's taking online courses or working with someone one-on-one who's already been there and kind of knows the strategies and knows what you should be doing is so important because otherwise you can just spend endless amount of time just working on these things not really seeing any results because you don't know what you're doing. Um, and you know, there's so much amazing free information out there. There's so many great online courses. Like you don't have to go to business school and get a business degree in order to start your own business. Hmm. Uh, it's a question. What are some courses that you like? Obviously you have, you have yours or what you're doing right now, but is there some other ones that people should look into? Um, it really depends what you what you're focusing on right now. When I first started out, and I knew I wanted to create an online course, I actually took an online course about how to create an online course. <laughs> um, <laughs> I right now I'm looking into doing more um, media stuff. So there's a great course running right now that's about public relations and how to kind of build your relationship with build relationships with journalists and get in front of journalists um you know about social media there's tons of courses out there i'm myself in a group program for online coaches where i also have this community of people who are going through the same thing so i think running an online business can be pretty lonely um which is why I think joining these kind of online communities where you're connecting with other people who are going through the same things as you is a great idea. I found so many business opportunities and just business partners or collaboration partners in just being active in the online world, whether that's in Facebook groups or like online courses or online programs that have been like so helpful for my own business. Well, so, so now speaking of your business, like take us through what um, you would take a client through. Like, kind of how does how do how what is the interaction between you and a client that where you're trying to help them with their with their kind of social media presence? Um, what's that process like? With working with people one on one, you mean? Yeah. So it's obviously de- very much depends on 
what the exact needs are of the client. So I kind of feel like in order to start in a successful online business, you need three things. So you need an irresistible offer, you need an audience, and then you need a strategy on how to bring that offer to your audience, right? So depending on what exactly that client needs, that part, that's what we would focus on. But essentially, I focus on these three things. It's creating that offer that that's something your audience really wants and needs and growing that audience, nurturing your audience, building that know, like and trust factor and then figuring out a way of how you can sell yourself or sell your offer without being like salesy or pushy. I think people, especially, you know, in food, health and fitness, like they feel so passionate about helping people and they really know they can make a difference. Um, but when it comes to selling themselves, it's all like they feel like, oh, my God, I don't want to be pushy. Like, selling is gross. But you have to like you have to feel good about selling your services and you have to feel confident about that if you want to make money. Um, so that's a big part as well. Yeah. And I mean, so I mentioned like I've worked with Carla and she helped me with what I needed and when she literally listened to everything that I had to say and had the answers for everything and she was honest if she didn't and she got me the answers right away so with me she basically helped me with the things I'm not good at which is technology like I know I'm a great dietitian you know I same thing like I don't know how I didn't even know how to make an email list like she helped me with all these things she helped me create a, a free quiz that is gonna is offered for my clients and now, not for my clients just for any of anyone my following but that now is she helped me provide a free content that people can now go back to retake a quiz see how if, if their health is improved or whatever have you and it's just the beginning to so many other things that I could be doing and she really allowed me to like focus on one thing because when we work by ourselves we so much we want to do so many things (laughs) and we end up doing nothing so she like really helped me with the things I needed help with and I think you know like everyone is going to have some certain things that they're good at and certain things that they need improvement on and working with someone can really help you kind of navigate through what matters most yeah some of it is also just having that accountability partner Mm -hmm. i think when it comes to working one-on-one um and just someone who cares i think about someone who gets it and someone who really cares about what you're doing because i feel like when i know with you know people around me who don't have their own business um who don't have these kind of same struggles they just don't get it so even just you know talking to my coach telling her about some of the things I'm dealing with and just getting answers and knowing like, okay, I'm not a complete idiot. Like this is okay. Everyone is going through these same things. Everybody has these same fears and self doubts. That's I think a huge part as well of working with someone one-on-one. So since your focus is um, with startups and also dealing with social media, if for each, what are some common errors that you see people like, I guess, one, when they're when they're trying to get their business off the ground and then two, in how they deal with social media? Uh, I think people with social media, especially depending, obviously, on the platform, there's different errors people make on different platforms. Um, Instagram, I think people don't have a strategy. It's just like, you know, I'm, I'm like, my Instagram is very focused. I am, if you look at my Instagram account, you would think that I'm a vegan who only eats like pink smoothie bowls, which is actually not true at all. (laughs) But you know, I know that that's what my target audience wants to see. So I'm creating content for my target audience. I'm not creating content for me. And I think that's probably the biggest mistake people make. Um, The content you're putting out there, it's not about, like it is about you, but really you're curating it for your ideal follower or for your target market. So anything on Instagram, you know, that's not related to food, that uh, is not related to business or Instagram or kind of what my, my focus is, doesn't go on my feed that's kind of what instagram stories are great for because that's really where you can share those kind of day-to-day like daily snippets of your life and where you can show your your real life and your personality 
Um, but when it comes to your feed, you know, every post I post is curated for my audience. I spend a lot of time writing my captions because I, that's kind of the heart and soul of my post. That's where I connect with my audience. That's how I want to inspire them. So, you know, I don't just post something like Happy Monday. That's definitely what I used to do in the beginning. There was a lot of Happy Mondays and no real value. Um, on Instagram as well, people don't really know how to use hashtags. That's another big error, I think. Um, yeah, Carla, I will say, I, I took one of Carla's Instagram courses, which we'll let you talk about at the end because I think it's wonderful. And I didn't, I thought that if you are probably giving away part of your course, and I apologize, but that's okay. <laughs> but, um, like, I always thought use the hashtags with the most amount of following. Can you explain right. that? Like, with the people that use it the most, like, I always use the ones that had like over a million different use it, uses, thinking it was a better hashtag. Can you explain mm. that? It's funny because yeah. I thought that a, that a hashtag initially was just a bunch of stoners running around like touching each other. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess you learn something it's new not, every day. It's not an episode of the gym yeah. without a commentary. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Like <laughs> 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 um, sure. So hashtags basically are time bound so when I post a hashtag for example with the well I post a post with the hashtag fitness um as other people are posting their posts with their hashtag fitness so I post it and it will go like on top of the feed as other people are posting their posts with their hashtag fitness their posts will go in front of mine and so mine kind of moves down the feed until it eventually gets lost in a sea of posts. So if you're using really big hashtags, then, you know, fitness, I mean, probably has millions of hashtags associated with uh, posts associated with it. So by the time you post your hashtag, by the time you refresh, it's already disappeared. So your ideal followers are using these hashtags, you know, that's how people will find you as they're kind of checking out these hashtags and they're scrolling through, checking out different posts. So you really want to focus on hashtags that are, first of all, again, relevant to your audience. And then I generally say don't use hashtags that have more than 600,000 posts associated to them, just because if they're too big, it's kind of like you disappear after a few seconds and it's, it's a waste of hashtag. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But then also don't use one that has like one user. Right. So obviously if you're posting with just hashtags that just have a hundred posts associated to them, like not a lot of people are checking out that hashtag. So I would say in use a range of hashtags that are between um, 5,000 and 600,000 roughly. Hmm. Interesting. So now some people don't have a, a podcast or a blog or that's a very small part of their business, but instead they are selling a, a, a specific service or a specific product. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, we often look at, we often have guests that are selling a product or we're looking and researching products on our own. And I tend to see the same language all the okay. time. If it's a, something for weight loss, lose 20 pounds and blah, 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 right? It's, if it's a food thing, it tastes great. It's healthy. It's you know organic. Is it like the same way? If it's a workout program, you know, get this. You know, get get more fit, gain muscle, lose weight. Right, the same things, and then it's sort of filled with little buzzwords and pizzazz words, and it just looks like everything is the same. And I'm wondering, for a potential buyer of these products or services, when they're looking at this, they must be saying, "This just sounds like everything else. It sounds like I'm being fed a sales pitch." Right. If people are trying to sell a product or service, how can they use the language, their their marketing ploy, their copy to help sell their product instead of just sounding like everything else? So what are we talking about now? Is that how can they use their language on social media or just specifically? You know what? In, you yeah. know, either one, because they tend to say the same, the very similar things, whether it's on social media, yeah, maybe it's a little catered to a social media post, 
But mm-hmm. it's there. It's the same thing. And then you see the same social media posts over and over for someone trying to sell right. a product or a service. Then you go to the website, and it kind of looks like in you know they big letters and they advertise you know certain buzzwords and and you just see the same things over and over. You read the same thing, whether it's on a website, whether it's on a an advertisement, whether it's on a social media post. So how yeah. can you sort of stand out without just sounding like you're trying to sell something using the same old words? Mm-hmm. It's definitely, and that's definitely an issue, you know. I think in all industries, because Absolutely. everything is just starting to sound the same, and there is obviously these buzzwords, and people are using them because they do kind of have that buzz, like you know, they do work. Um, I think obviously what what makes you different in the end is you and is your story. So if you can. And that, again, is where social media is so great because you can spend so much time building these relationships and talking about things that aren't just buy my stuff. Um, and by by sharing, you know, about who you are, what you stand for, just in a more authentic, like, I think social media in the end is social media because people go there to be social and they go there to have conversations and they don't go there to be sold at. Um, I don't know if that's answering your question, but um. I would say, Carla, like what you've helped me with was just I, t- I talk more about like how I feel and my journal journey. And even when like creating my content about my like online services, it's very like feeling based, like emotion. based. Yeah. it's not so much lose weight and feel better it's right i'm gonna help you gain the confidence so you know how to eat when to eat and feel good about yourself and feel yeah. good and comfortable in your skin and when you word it like that it's a lot different than saying like hey buy my counseling sessions <laughs> yeah i mean it's so much people make that mistake they just talk about the features of their products or their services you know and it's like okay you can do one-on-one coaching with me and you get um six 60 minute sessions and um xyz but they don't talk enough about the benefits so that's exactly what tony was saying what we worked on actually together was like yeah what is the benefit of losing weight um why do people like actually care about getting healthy um and then trying to really focus on the benefits and then the benefits of these benefits in order to really appeal to people's emotions because in the end people buy like people make buying decisions based on emotions right it's about how it makes them feel so that's often where it's like just okay buy this and lose 20 pounds um isn't as strong i think of a message or i mean it it could be depending on the person but as if they know, okay, what's, they're not inside my head is what I'm trying to say. Like you really want to get inside your ideal client's head and know their desires, their fears, their like biggest pain points, and then talk specifically to those things and those emotions, then just, you know, lose weight. Mm -hmm. Now, Carla, I guess what people are probably wondering is, you know, what's the expectation of how long, like what's the general timeline people should expect for getting their business kind of off and running off the ground? Like, is it six months, mm-hmm. a year, two months, two days? Like how oh. much work or time <laughs> and energy does someone have to put into this for it to really, you know, take off? Right. So I think six months is probably for me, when I started out, I gave myself six months where I was like, okay, I'm I might not be making any money in the next six months Um, and then up to a year. Like if you're really ready to go all in, I think it's important to have the expectations that, yeah, maybe you're not going to be making enough money to live on that of that business for up to a year. I think that would be a safe bet, like minimum six months, I think. Okay. when it comes to, so I, I found myself like when I, the more I deal with doing um, work that does involve just working online, it's really easy to get complacent, to procrastinate, to, you know, you start a project and then you, you start surfing and then all of a sudden you're down the Wikipedia rabbit Black hole, hole. Or whatever it is. <laughs> so I guess the, the question is, um, you know, it, 
are, are there I guess, strategies that you put in place for yourself to keep yourself focused and accountable? And maybe are there like certain personality types or types of people that maybe just don't function well in that environment? Like, what do you how how do you make sure that you're because you're your own boss and you're running your own business? How do you make sure that you you really stay focused and you know if you're going to put in six hours that you really right. put in six hours and that you don't put in you know an hour and then the rest kind of surfing the internet? Yeah, well, I am German, so I am like very efficient. And that's definitely one of my traits. So when I go on to Instagram, for example, I go on there with the focus of like, okay, I'm going to spend 15 minutes replying to comments on my posts. I'm going to spend 15 minutes finding new accounts to engage with new potential followers. Um, like I definitely go on to social media with a like mini mission or a focus i generally don't i feel like facebook for me is the worst like i go onto facebook and then like two hours later <laughs> i'm like i don't even know why i came on here um so i generally try not to even look at facebook unless i'm really um going on there with a specific task like maybe i'm gonna go into a facebook group and I'm going to be social and connect with people in there for a specific amount of time. So I think setting yourself like a time limit um, coming up with a task and just try like really being strict with yourself. I like putting myself timers actually. And then I'm like, okay, I have 15 minutes. And by the time the timer goes off, I'm done. So I feel like, okay, I really have to do my work idea but that sounds pretty good idea <laughs> it works. I like it. i'm, I'm gonna start doing that timers for everything it's a good idea so i guess we have one last question here and that these online businesses especially for fitness well really for anything but especially what we're referring to you know fitness uh diet health wellness is so new right we just mm don't have the sample size to know if it is sustainable or if someone could sustain it over the years. Right now, right. Like if someone could have a successful business for 20 years, right, you would say that's plenty sustainable and you could potentially retire off of that. But is this sustainable, especially where we don't know where we don't know what the future holds. There's so many new fads and so many this is and that's coming out. Mm. Is having a uh, having an online business of this nature, is it sustainable? Mm, that's a great question. I think, and this is actually a really interesting question for me because I built my business on Instagram. And I personally don't think that I having a business based on a social media platform that I don't own or that I don't have any control over is sustainable. So I think that's where having your own podcast, having your own blog, focusing on growing your email list, really these things that you have control over is super important um, and something definitely to keep in mind as you're starting out. But I think generally, I mean, yeah, nobody knows how this is all going to develop but I think there's definitely the trend that more things are going online people want more convenience always the I mean whole online course industry is just like grown so much so there's definitely more competition as well um as it kind of grows which is why I think it's a good idea to get started as soon as possible um to get that kind of time advantage before more and more people start. Um, so, yeah, I think generally the online world is growing. I don't think just building a business based on a social media platform that you don't control is a, is sustainable. So yes and no. Good point. All right, so I, I'm going to put you on on the spot here. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my connection is really bad right now. <laughs> So, um, what advice do you have right off the cusp for the gym wits? Right, the gym wits are right, right. It's a shameless ploy, right? So, all right, I'll give you the the, the basic. The gym wits are we try to be uh, truth tellers. We don't 
we don't like to buy into fads and we like to tell things as they are and give people honest information and we like to to deliver our information in an entertaining way. Yep. So we're not going to sell people something that we don't believe in. Right? And mm-hmm. that's, you know, we also believe in a strong philosophy that that's how you're healthy by sticking to uh, a strong plan rather than buying into something quick. Yep. So right off the cusp, what are some things the gym wits could do to help themselves? On Instagram? On whatever, anything you can think of. We'll accept. Mm. Well, I, I'm looking at your Instagram account right now. Um, I would definitely love to see more of you guys. I feel like it's all like you do have a, a theme going on, which I think is great. So you do have kind of the aesthetic um, like visual strategy. But apart from like, I don't know, like, OK, I can look at your little um, and your logo and obviously get an idea of what you look like. But I would love to see a lot more of you. You guys sound so fun. Maybe you could do more videos. Um, I don't know if you do any Instagram stories at all of kind of like behind the scenes um, stuff. Is that something you do? Well, no, it's hard because we have, so I managed their Instagram account um, just recently though. But Mm -hmm. Brian, you still have access to it, right? Like I'm challenging you. It's kind of weird because it's like, I don't want it to be a story of myself. (laughs) So I would encourage you guys, like, especially Ryan trains people all day long. Like you should be Mm -hmm. putting that, I feel like on the story. And I'm giving you permission now. (laughs) Um, But we did, we have spoken about doing our own like how-to videos. And we have, we have spoken about that. I think we just really have to do it. Yeah. Mm. Also, like looking at your bio, that like it just says the gym wits. Yeah, there's nothing really. I don't really know what like who you are. So from a very first look, I feel like first step, first homework for you can be to work on your bio, and I'm sure Tony can give you some good tips there too. (laughs) Um, But just so you know, for me, when I come to your account and like that bio is the first impression you give, so you want to make sure like what you were just saying, like, this is what we're about. You want to make sure that's written in your bio. Yeah. Oh, very good. Thank you so much. Yes. Karma. Thank you. Now, yeah, Carly, you, a... you had, I just wanted to we'll, we'll be expecting a bill from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carly, you had a course, like you're running a free course right now, right? For Instagram. Yeah. Can you um... tell us about that? Because maybe I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I should probably know the link. I don't. That's super embarrassing. Well, what you could do is you can email it to us and then we'll put yeah, it in we'll the put, show we'll notes. Put it in the show notes. Okay. Well, it's a five-day um, video training course that kind of teaches you the, the basics on how to get started. Um, I also do, like, pretty much every week or every other week, I do live trainings on my own Instagram account, which is actually Stomach Half Empty, in case I didn't think I mentioned that earlier. Um, so there I'm, I'm always giving Instagram tips. I'm always happy to ask, answer questions. Uh, if any of your listeners want to learn more about Instagram, I'd be happy to help out. And yeah. where can people find you? Like what, um, where, where can people, and, and I guess also what is your Instagram email or uh, website, whatever, you know, how do you, how do you like people to get in touch with you? So my website is just my name, which is Carla com. I don't know if I should spell that or if it's easier for you to just put it in the notes. Yeah, you could just email us all that. Yeah, I'll email you all of that. Um, my Instagram is stomachhalfempty. And then my email, yeah, probably easiest. Isn't that a little pessimistic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always hungry. I'm always thinking about food. Like, <laughs> so like it's it. just the truth. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Carla, thank you so much. You really have some great knowledge and you've, you've shared it. And I certainly learned a lot. It gave me some, gave us some great ideas and we wish you luck. We hope that people contact you and, and really use your service. You are very valuable. We can see how a lot of people will benefit from working with you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. And you are welcome back anytime.
Oh, thank you. Well, I look forward to um, checking out your Instagram in the next few weeks to see what you're <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> um, and yeah, Great. thank you so much, guys. Great. Thank Great. you. Bye, Carla. Bye. So it's definitely true. Ryan has been slacking a lot when it comes to Instagram and all those types yeah. of things. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Never said, never said I wasn't. Um, right. it's, it's funny, I, my, my know, wife. I, I think I have too. So like, I just don't. I just don't know how to go about yeah. it. So. Well, no. I mean, Tony's done great with our Instagram uh, compared to yeah, where it was. Um, you know, but there has been a project I've been trying. My wife keeps telling me she she's a huge fan of this podcast. I forget which one it is, but like basically they grew in large part because they started a, a kind of private Facebook group. And every week she's like, you got to start a Facebook group, like a private mm-hmm. Facebook, and you got to. But it's like I don't have the time to manage that because mm. it's like doing anything social media wise that if you want productive, it really takes time to manage it. And then there are yeah. times like, well, like this talk makes me motivate. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do yeah, it. I'm yeah. going to do it. And then like <laughs> next week things come up and I won't be able to, but I'm hoping, you know, part of this whole deal is that you need to be, you know, at a computer and you need time. And some things are changing in my own schedule and life, which will actually put me in a position to potentially build it into my schedule in a realistic way. So maybe we'll get a gym with, you know, real Facebook group with, interaction and engagement at some point um i know i know Car- carla doesn't like facebook but i still i, I see it as like uh um, well, she, she likes the groups she thinks yeah she the okay well, well yeah and i think that and that is i think um there there is something there and, and I'm, I'm part of a few groups and you know it's just a matter of being moderating it properly yeah. and really engaging and, and and fueling engagement and i think that's where i don't i don't like to start projects especially something like that without you know, really putting the work. It's like why I don't know how to swim yet. Cause you know, I, I can't swim and I, every year I'm like, I'm going to learn to swim. But the real re- reality is that's a good video, right? Yeah. Right. Oh you learn to swim. And, oh, by the um, way, we, there are videos coming yeah. out down. Yeah. We've been saying that for three years. So, <laughs> so let's, uh, well, anyway, like with swimming, I, I realized that for me to really learn, I need to be consistent and have a structured plan to do it. And if I'm, and just getting in the pool a couple times isn't going to work. So I, you know, same sure, thing. It's absolutely. like to get it, you know, you need the structure, you need the plan. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll get this going soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, so. as usual, all of our stuff is at the gymwits.com. Uh, you can find our social media, uh, fill out the uh, survey on Lispin, uh, survey.lispin.lipson.com. Uh, I always get Lispin and Lipson mixed up. Lipson. Uh, you can find it in the show notes. Uh, help us out. Uh, and that is it. I'm Ryan Shortage. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And we are the, the Gym, Gym West. West.